Welcome back to the show. Well, let's talk about uh, local government. And, you know, um, it's one of my big issues because I've always felt that whether it's a municipality, we should be focusing on basic issues that, you know, really matter in a community, whether it's, uh, you know, community centres, as Chris Gillis and I were talking about prior to the newscast, garbage pickup bottles. Government needs to get back to the basics in regards to what are the core needs of its citizens. But it also applies to accountability as well. You know, Metro Vancouver's regional government extracts over $600 from every household in the region every year with little to no accountability. Is it time we start electing a regional government? Well, our next guest thinks voters should be asked that they want to directly elect the members of the Metro Vancouver Board. Joining me on to talk about the issue is Daniel Fontaine, who is a city councillor in the city of New Westminster. Daniel, welcome. Thanks for having me on, Jazz. Yeah, it's a kind of a good conversation to have because we spend a lot of time talking about local governance. Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, in regards to um, this conversation, you brought this up at, at, at the New West Council level? Yeah, so I put a motion forward to New West Council. Uh, the motion was effectively, there were several parts to that motion. One was that uh, we asked the province of British Columbia through the Minister of Municipal Affairs to conduct a public consultation, get the public involved in terms of what they would like to see around the governance of Metro Vancouver. And further to that, that we prepare ourselves for 2026 uh, ballot question, effectively a referendum on all the municipal ballots coming at the 2026 election, uh, coming out of that public consultation. And then council amended my motion slightly and added one additional piece, which was really good. And that was to uh, engage the mayor's committee um, at Metro Vancouver as well and get them and encourage them to conduct an internal review around their own governance. I was quite surprised, Jazz, that um, first of all, that it got supported and that's great that we got endorsed, but um, I don't believe there's even a governance committee at Metro Vancouver, not that I can, not, not that I'm aware of. And, you know, that organization got set up in 1967. I think when it did, we were like 900,000 people, give or take, in the metro area. We now are approaching rapidly almost 3 million people in this metro area. And the budget for Metro Vancouver, uh, if it were a government per se, is $2.6 billion. And so we've dramatically changed the size and scope of this uh, effectively unaccountable body. And uh, my motion was really there to begin that process of trying to increase that accountability to, uh, to the taxpayers, the people who send those $600 checks to Metro Vancouver every year. Yeah, I think the city of Vancouver's budget is about 2.1, so Metro Vancouver's uh, budget is actually bigger than the city of Vancouver. Mm -hmm. um, what are the core responsibilities there? Water and sewers, that's how it started, really, uh, mm -hmm. to, I think. I mean, what else, what are they doing beyond that, or is it still that, that is still the main conversation? That That is the main conversation, and uh, I, I will just as a, a, take a moment to just remind your listeners that in, in the area of water and sewer, these are very expensive complex projects and we look at what the water treatment plant on the North Shore, I think it's what is it, a billion dollars or so over budget. I mean, there's just literally billions of dollars flowing through Metro Vancouver, primarily in the area of water and sewer, where these water lines, sewer lines cross multiple jurisdictions. But they also, over time, since 1967, the scope and scale of the activities that are being undertaken by Metro Vancouver have expanded. And now we've got uh, regional parks that are managed by Metro Vancouver. I know that there are housing projects, multiple housing projects that they're now um, setting up through housing division, and they continue to expand um, their scope. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that um, they're getting pretty large for an organization for which there's little accountability. And, and you know, Jazz, you and I talked about the Snow Summit uh, not long mm -hmm. ago and a year ago. We had some major issues around 
coordination and and the the lack of transportation on that you know what really precipitated and why i brought this motion forward is just the complete and utter lack of response that i had to the request for a snow summit in the lower mainland we got it was like crickets from metro vancouver (laughs) and it got me thinking jazz like if these people who are running metro vancouver can't even take a half a day or a day to bring experts in the room to find out what happened at that snow summit, I think it's about time that we look at the governance of Metro Vancouver and we ask the people whether or not they believe that they're getting full value and that they're getting the proper governance structure at, uh, at Metro. Should we, before uh, deciding what a regional government should look like and, and, and you know, whether there should be elected individuals on the regional uh, government, should we, shouldn't we first be really talking about amalgamation as well for the region? Uh, I'm very curious with your thinking on this mm. because we've got 21 municipalities. We've got uh, First Nations community like Tawasson First mm. Nation uh, as well. Uh, wouldn't it be better to, to say, wait a minute here, let's instead of 21 municipalities, maybe mm. we can whittle this down to four to eight potentially mm-hmm. geographically, and then look at uh, a regional government because that's part of our issue as well. I don't think the region needs 21 municipalities. Uh, should we not be thinking of that first? Well, here's my concern with that, Jazz, is that if we go down that hole, that rabbit hole, mm-hmm. I have a feeling you and I will be talking about this when we're at our care homes together because <laughs> I have a feeling that, that hopefully we get there that far. But, but I mean, it's, this, is, this whole issue of amalgamation is so weighted with politics and weighted with... Um, NIMBYism, etc. I have a feeling that if I we tied the reform of governance at Metro with a, a discussion on amalgamation, unfortunately, we'd never get to reforming the governance at Metro Vancouver. I actually think it's the other way around. I think we can re- reform the governance at Metro quicker. We can make it um, so that the, there is more accountability. And then at that point, uh, perhaps these people who are elected directly by um, the people in the metro Vancouver area, perhaps they might have an interest in wanting to talk about amalgamation, because certainly the people who are there right now won't have that interest because they're coming from the various municipalities. Um, they're elected directly within those those cities themselves. So although I, I, I don't disagree that we could have a discussion on the amalgamation, I just would want to conflate the two issues because I think one can actually get resolved quicker and the other one would complicate and delay um, that reform. Do you think those at the regional government level, the Metro Vancouver level, whether it be elected officials from the respective communities, bureaucrats, senior levels of uh, senior bureaucrats as well, who make big decisions, uh, but most people wouldn't know, even know who these people are. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a reluctance to actually go down there? They actually like this because it's cozy, it's comfortable, they know what it is, and it's worked out really well. Why do we want to go into a much messier uh, type of regional government where there will be politicking and um, mm-hmm. regional difference as well, where people will be fighting it out? I mean, my sense is that that political class, whether it be elected officials or even mm-hmm. bureaucrats, kind of like the pr- present system. It's cozy, it works, and there isn't that much accountability on some of these decisions. Well, Jazz, I can tell you, you've been in politics and I've worked in politics and now I am a politician. I can tell you that once politicians get into a system, they're the biggest champions for that system, even though they complained about it going in. So I would suspect that the very people that are now sitting around that Metro Vancouver table, many of whom are very good people. uh, In fact, they're all very good people. They're all very committed to the community. But unfortunately, they're now uh, beholden to a system for which they got in. And it's the reform and the change and the... um, 
the uh, kind of impetus to make that change will not come from the group of people around that table. That's why it was important in the motion this week that the letter be written to the Minister of Municipal Affairs, because it should be something that's driven from the provincial level. It's something that during the upcoming provincial election, I think people should be asking about as to whether or not there should be the opportunity for better accountability. But I tell you, I've talked to a lot of people in New Westminster and beyond Almost nobody knows who sits on this uh, Metro Vancouver board. They don't know how the, the money is collected for the Metro Vancouver board. They don't know where to complain about issues related to, to Metro Vancouver. It is a very large beast that does a lot of good work. I don't want to leave the, your, your listeners with the impression they don't do some good work. They do some amazing work. But the level of accountability on the, the things like the cost overruns and the, uh, the other expenses that are there is just simply not there. And I think that, that a reform of the governance given we're in 20, almost in 2024, the time has come for that. And I'm hoping the province will, will listen to the, uh, the council's motion last night. Daniel, thank you for your time today. Thanks for having me on.